Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, how we doing? Good, how are you? Last preseason game, Eric. I'm excited. Get, get this get this crap over with. <laughs> You're excited to get it over with, right? I'm excited for preseason to get over with and get, get, get going. I don't, I don't watch preseason. I told you I'm not watching preseason games. It's horrible. <laughs> if if Marcus is saying, let's get it over with, happy to get it done with. How bad did the players say that? Um, yeah, I mean, the players from the standpoint, they they don't necessarily I – mean, sometimes you, you – you, I don't think the players necessarily feel like that because mm-hmm. even though there's pre, preseason, the games are still more fun than the practice, even okay. though it's preseason. So um, – they not made they maybe they don't want to play the whole game or play the whole time, but yeah, they 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 still rather do that than play than practice. Yeah. Um, a couple programming notes. Uh, so this is our technically our last uh, episode of the off season. Uh, so next week we'll go back to our regular Tuesday Friday schedule. Um, and our and, and I said last week this would be our uh, our point prediction or our stat prediction episode, but actually Tuesday would probably be that because our first game of the season is Thursday. So that would be our preview of the season stuff episode. Um, so yeah, this is our technically our last preseason episode. So pre-season not to mention, over. not to mention a lot of our season stats are being held up because of. We don't, know what our, we don't know what our team's going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of our stats over unders. So basically, basically we might see you Friday because we don't even know what our team will look like. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make up over unders and then do over unders yeah. on them. Yeah, we could. We could just predict they, they'll have it by that point. We could, with, we could do with last year's stats, with yeah. or without James. Yeah, yeah. or, or we take, over, take last year's over unders, <laughs> and then we can say what they should be without James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was reading. I know there's hopefully, a funny. Hopefully, it's settled by then. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, there's a bunch of different report uh, reports out there. So you know, they have different accounts, all these sources. I, mean, I don't know who the sources are, but I think I've seen a few that said a trade will get done by this weekend before the season starting. I don't know. We've been hearing that all off season, so we don't know if that's going to happen or not. That but be great. no one, le- no one legit has said it at least. Um, but yeah, Tasia, I, yeah, it would be great just to to, to know what we what we're going to be going to the season with. I mean, whether it is a bunch of expiring contracts or not. Um, and some draft picks, hopefully. 
Um, so we're going to begin with our first topic, um, J- James Harden. Of course, we're going to start off the show with James Harden. And if he gets traded this weekend, could be the last James Harden topic on the show. So let's uh, let's enjoy no, it, guys. I wouldn't say it's the last topic. It's probably the last topic as a sixer. That's true. Yeah, because yeah, somebody yeah, in here will find something you know, to say. So, someone, <laughs> one of one of us, we, you we, know, three. We were definitely we kind of know who that person. We know who that person would be, but we we don't need to clarify it. <laughs> we would definitely have one more to say. Do we like the deal for Harden? So yeah, so at least right. one more, and then, and then we'll also have the Harden return game when we do play Ooh. whatever team that he plays for. Yeah. So yeah, that's true actually. Um, so yeah, we'll get into the uh, the updates from this week. So some more legitimate James Harden updates. Um, reported from numerous sources, namely Nick Wright, who said that the Sixers finally lowered their offer in an attempt to expedite the Harden transaction by offering the Clippers Harden for only one future first round pick a swap salary fillers and Terrence Mann. The Clippers rejected it, saying that they still do not want to include Terrence Mann in any deal, which led to Maury telling Lawrence Frank and the Clippers that they are unserious about getting this deal done. There are other reports that the Clippers offered other teams first round picks, but Maury feels like the true value isn't with those picks as they will most likely turn into second rounders. And he wants the Clippers uh, selections and uh, the Sixers apparently already have another deal lined up for Terrence Mann that would bring them back a first round pick that they hope to package together for a star later on in the year Um, to bring this back to Harden. He apparently didn't like the Sixers didn't come to terms with the Clippers best offer and has stayed away from the team since then and thinks Maury is moving the goalposts while Maury doesn't think the Clippers are serious. So my question to you guys is, uh, is Maury moving the goalposts in this deal or are the Clippers unserious about getting a deal done? We still talking about this. Um, I think it's. I think it could be both. I really do. I think the six. I think the Clippers. I think they're serious about getting the deal done, but I think that they aren't serious about changing their offer. Man, but but in some ways, you can look at it and say they are serious about not including the guy that they keep asking for. So I mean, if that's the case, they've been consistent with that. Um, as far as moving the goalposts. I don't know because I don't know what necessarily the deals what's truly been offered and and how often it's been tweaked. Um, I think teams have been firm on what they want or don't want, and I just think that neither team is buzzed. Um, I think, you know, from a James perspective, he's probably expecting the Sixers to budge more because. They should, they want to give they technically don't want don't don't want him there so they should be more willing to um, allow him to move um, from the Clipper standpoint you would say well if you really want James then maybe you should offer more um, I mean that's it's the part of negotiations I mean it's, it's it takes two two to be on the same page um, I think they're both firm with where they are right now. I think a deal can still get done. Um, but I don't see the Clippers being the one that budge. I think the, the, the Sixers are the one I think will budge, in my opinion. Maury hasn't been a budger in his life, though. Yeah, this is different for Maury, though. It's different times. Yeah. I believe it's a different time. I believe that. Things that have happened in the last few years, I, I believe that it's it's 
the leverage and how he was viewed before, I don't want to say it's changed, but people have caught it's up. Different. Yes, it's it's not like I don't I don't think he's doing that. Um, and plus, you're in a city that um, that's different. Like you're in a city that's they're gonna be like, come on, man, let's look, you messing things up. Like, what, what are you waiting for? Like, get something done. So it's a different city, different expectations, and, and, and it's more attention to it. Um, not not I'm not knocking Houston. I'm just saying like Philly's a more media fan base involvement in what things are doing, in my opinion. Um, so I think that that could factor in too. Like people aren't really trying to come to games and we still dealing with this. Yeah. No, Philly. I, but I think people have voiced their opinion. So now people start voicing their opinion and is negative towards James. He's never going to show up in the building. Yeah. Yeah, because I think in we're just seeing that happen. We're just seeing that happen. We're seeing a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a lot. A <laughs> I think it was smart for Maury to leak the bad offer and the whole unserious story because a big thing with Philly and the big difference in I, well, you know, everyone has diehard fans, but like Philly can make your life miserable. So it was smart for him to leak because now you have the fans. Looking aside from Maury, Harden, all that, like a deal for a guy that they have jerseys and bought merchandise from, um, they're th- they're looking at it going, yeah, that deal sucks. Okay, so I guess I'm not too mad at Maury for not making a deal that I don't like. So like, it was smart for him to leak because people can understand like he's not just dragging his feet to be to drag his feet for the sake of it. Um, do I think the goalposts removed? hard without knowing the exact conversations and where things have evolved from um i get although although allows is pretty public now because there's being leaked from like all these different sources so we do kind of i think we do know a good amount we don't know everything though because we're not on these phone calls but um I, the, the reports have been pretty consistent though throughout this entire process i've read two for the most i've seen was two firsts man swap and then fillers and then I think I think Maury was expecting them to accept when he was like, fine, one pick, man. When they, and they were like, no, he was, I think, shocked by that. So um, they're playing harder ball because they have they have leverage. There's only one team interested in him at this point. Um, so I don't know how much the goalposts removed. What that probably is referring to is that there are multiple firsts except Maury knows, okay, it's yes, it's multiple first, but by the time we get to 2028 or 2029, those will turn into seconds because they're not going to convey. So it looks like I'm reneging on a deal that was never there, but it's not, it's because those really aren't first. That's like, that's not true. So I, I see what he's saying, but at the same time, if I was hard and I want to be moved and, and Sixers told my people, two first will get it done. And then the Clippers call me and they're like, we offer two first. Then I would be like, what the hell? Why haven't you done it? And that's why he's not showing up. So I, I don't blame him for that either, but I don't blame Maury either for not taking a deal that he knows is not going to be two first. It's going to be a first and two seconds at the end of the day. And he just doesn't want to do that. Um, yeah. I read interesting things though. I read that, which is smart. 
uh, Clippers want man, not necessarily to groom him because, you know, his, his, you know, 22 minutes a game is not, you know, flooring, but because they know that he can get a first for him. So if they trade one first, they could trade man just to get a first back and boom, they just got hardened for pretty much free. Right. Um, He's pretty much got hardened for man straight up if they do that. Smart for them. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, if, if I were me, I would try to hold on to that as long as possible. Um, some of this, though, and it's funny, too. I, I constantly go back in my head to that interview Harden did a couple months ago talking about how teams have to get fair compensation for players and they don't want to be traded for nothing because that's going to hurt the franchise, and he understands that from a GM's point of view. Because I keep thinking, like, when I heard the goalpost move, I'm like, well, it's like a kid. It's like a 16-year-old kid who's like, daddy promised the kid a new car. And he's like, we're going to go to the car dealership today, and we're going to come home with a car if all the numbers make sense. The, the kid doesn't hear that part of it. He just says, we're getting a new car today. So they go to the dealership. The used car salesman tries to screw them over and tries to rip them off. So the dad says, we're leaving. We're going home. That's not what we and the whole time the kids in the car going, you said we you said we'd come home with a new car if all the numbers made sense. <laughs> they don't it's like that's where in my head where we are right now. It's like we've got one person who just said, You said I was being traded, and another person said, Yeah, but the trade offer sucks. So here we are yeah, to split. I, mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it, it would have to be more context to to that because you would have to say the kid had a car. And you told him you were going to get him a better one. And then you went to the dealership and then you end up not getting him a better one. You got him a worse one. <laughs> it's more like that. <laughs> no, they didn't get a car. There's no car. It's more like the car, that. but it doesn't run. You had to settle for the worst car after you promised you was going to get him a better one, but it didn't happen. So it was more of that context. <laughs> I love the car analogies. <laughs> yes. Numbers got to make sense. Yeah, I understand, but you also can't make that promise. If, if he had a chance to get that new car and you told him not to get that new car because you're going to give him a better one, a shinier one, another um, in another time, and then it doesn't happen, he's going to say, well, you, I had one, but you took it away. And now I got to settle for something less. If I was a dad, that's, like, that's, more, that's more realistic of the situation. Eric, son, I wanted to get you that car. You think I went all the way to the dealership and sat five hours in a, in a used car dealership yeah, office? Should let me get the, you should have let me get the signing one then. The new one. <laughs> the APR was bad on it. You, you should have let me keep bad. that one. Not give me, not give me these false um, promises so I wouldn't have to call you a liar. Well, I didn't know. I was going to go there. The used car <laughs> dealership was going to put on hey, a, hey, a, hey, uh, hey, a low hey, jack fee. Hey, I know you did so, so don't, So don't try to act like you know the future just give me what i what i what you what i what i had right there that, that year let's not go into the future because now things change you change how you feel about me you should have just gave me that shiny car then and not complained about it and, and another at another wrinkle with the whole cap restrictions imagine if i was like hey apr interest rates are great right now we're getting a new car next week and then boom interest rates skyrocket it's like it's a different world we're living in i can't just I can't roll back the clock and do something that like was able to do a week ago. Interest rates are skyrocketed. We can't get that car anymore. Then that still makes you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dishonest dad, Tish. You're a dishonest dad. Um, I, I do want to ask, they say this whole process, this whole time, 
Maury and Embiid are kind of working together on the future plan and all this stuff. And I feel like Embiid's kind of have given him the green light as far as like hold off on this Harden trade as much as until we get something in return because and that's all the reports that Ramon Shelburne said, and I know it's probably coming from the team, but the fact that Embiid has been working with Maury on the future plan, including this whole Harden situation as far as what they're doing. I mean, how much do you think this is Embiid saying, hey, like only trade Harden if we're going to get this in return? Otherwise, hold off on him. Mean, how, how much? Do you, how, how much say do you think Embiid even has? Joel was the, Joel was the ge- general manager. Brett, where's Elbrand and all these other people that? Well, I get. My, I guess my and question is actually there. that detailed as far as making moves and all that. Well, apparently El- Elton's been uh, apparently Elton's been Harden's main contact in front uh, in front office. The mediator, yeah. It's the only person he'll talk to in the front office, apparently. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like. What do you mean? Like he's been talking with Joel on? He's like just updating Joel, or he, or Joel was in these negotiations. Like probably, I'm, yeah, I'm probably, probably well, it's a little of both. He's probably updating him, gauging how he feels about it through his reactions. So when things don't work out, we can blame Joel. No. Well, so I guess they say they say he's, not, he's, I'm not buying it. Hmm. I'm not buying that he's. In all these decisions, man, I don't know why you would include a player in any of that. Yeah, but that hurts is, teammate-teammate relationships. If I was a player and my GM came to me and goes, "Hey, uh, this is the deal we have on the table right now. It's for Marcus Morris, Rocco, expirings, mm-hmm. one first. We need either man or another first to be able to flip it for this list of guys. You like these guys? Like, yeah, I like those guys. We need either man or one more first. Pull the trigger now." And not get that, but get it done. But Harden's gone, no more drama. Or wait maybe a month, and we can get that stuff. I mean, I yeah, I would. I, I personally, I personally know that they do ask players on their opinion. We were, I was, me, I, I and we were asked about the Dikembe and Theo Ratliff trade. Uh, we all denied okay. it. All three of us denied it. Theo gets hurt. They didn't ask us when they made the trade. They just made it. Oh, so they asked you before uh, Dikembe. Before Theo got hurt, they asked us. We all said, as long as Theo isn't involved, we're cool with it. So. And then once he got hurt, it went away. It kind of went away. Um, Theo gets hurt. The deal gets done. They didn't come and ask us. They might have came to ask AI. I don't know, but they didn't ask me when they actually did the deal. So I think sometimes people, they just want your opinion on some things, but I don't think it's going, it shouldn't be decision made. They're decision makers. Right. Um, so I don't, but I, I do think that they check the temperature of the, of the locker room. They knew that sure. that was, a, that was going to be a really, really tough trade if Theo didn't get injured. Um, yeah. Because we were a close net group and we were all around the same age. And that that trade where we ended up going to the finals and all that, but that trade did change the projection of our team and made us an older team versus everybody being under 28 years old. Yeah. Or the main nucleus. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely getting his temperature on a at least a bi-daily basis, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and I've said this before too. Like, 
if that's the offer, though, expirings, why not wait at this point? How's it going to get worse? He's already Man, not I here. I, I think the whole waiting, the, the reason why you don't want to wait is the whole thing about just going into the season. Like, you just want to – you got a new coach, new thing. You, you just want to know where you are and just move on. Eventually, you got to get to that point. If you're yeah, saying if, if if you don't want to get to that point, then I don't want to hear conversations about a championship because they don't they, that don't mix in my opinion. We can't be dealing with this and then we talk about winning a championship at the same time. Yeah, hence all those punts. You know, none of the other teams that, that's being mentioned for championships are dealing with this. No, no, yeah, no. So we can't be. That's what I'm saying. So we can't be talking about winning a championship and dealing with one of our top players not even. There, well, the Bucks just have it's like, not, it's, not like it's, it's not like he's there and he's like balling out. He just like still like yeah, I'm not changing my demand, but he's still there and balling. And you just kind of waiting for a deal to get done, but they're not there. Yeah. They're not there, and they won't get there. And I think if I think if James is a move, he eventually comes, and he'll yeah. eventually come and. Eventually, yeah, I you think, think he'll, he'll be there come. Game one? I think, I think if he doesn't get traded, I think he'll show up and he'll probably have an ankle injury. Mm. Back so injuries, if that's one. Money. Yeah, he'll probably have some form of injury. Some form of injury. That needs to get, you know, needs this treatment. He needs this treatment and he needs to get healthy. Doctor says, <laughs> I, doctor says, I it's not hard to find him. an injury on the NBA player. It's not hard to find an injury on the NBA player. <laughs> yeah, saying go back. I think it was Arena that said that. Always go back. Yeah, Say you're back. You can just show up. You're gonna find. Just put him under X-ray. That thing ain't gonna spark up. It's it ain't hard to find. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, again, I say this a lot, but I'm at this point. I understand what you said about going into the season, but we're here, man. Like we've done it. We've done the whole off season with the drama, like. What's another month at this point? This looks like a lost season. And if we get a bunch of expirings, it'll be a really lost season. We're not going to go to the championship at that point. So it's like, it's either wait another month to get an asset that'll give you a star in like six months or four months, or don't and do the trade just to be done with it and then get less assets out of it. Nah, it's tough. Yeah. It's Chris Broussard Chris said yes. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say Chris Broussard said yesterday with that Terrence Mann trade, um, getting a first. He said he knows that there's so, some kind of dealings with Toronto that could be packaged together with somebody from Toronto. He mentioned Siakam, but he said there's something with between Philadelphia and Toronto. Obviously, the nurse connection, but I, I mean, we've talked about OG on the show, Siakam uh, as well. So I mean, so I, something I a first if Mann instead of going to Philly, they would go to Toronto. Yeah, saying? so what they what they would do is they would take that uh, that Terrence Mann uh, get Terrence Mann trading for a first, and then with the package that we would have, we would send a package over to Toronto to get someone. He mentioned Siakam as one of the guys, but he said he knows there's something. So really man would Toronto. go to Toronto. So man would go to Toronto. Is that what you're saying? No, no they would go to our team to get a first, and then we'd have two firsts. Yeah. Okay. And that's why Man's so crucial to that deal. But. Got it. And then Another. the two first would go to Toronto. Yes. Got it. All right. Yeah, All right. good luck with that.
<laughs> so at, so at best, we're looking at a minimum. Deal three, and we haven't, we haven't worked deal one. I know. I know, man. I know. Yeah, that's that's three moves away. That's three away. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We like, work deal three, and we haven't even worked deal one. <laughs> but it's funny too, because like everyone talks, everything gets leaked. So it's cool. I, I, I we do this in fantasy football. I like that Maury went to another owner and was like, or a GM and was like. Hey, would you give me first for a man? Oh, you would? Cool. You don't think that information is going to get back to the Clippers? So the like, Clippers are like, so I'm basically giving you another first-round pick then. No, I'm not doing that. I'll just trade with them myself. What do I need you for? You know what I mean? Like, it, I just think, I don't know. It's yeah. weird, man. So uh, do you guys, if he's not traded this weekend, will he be uh, playing against Milwaukee next week? Or losing 390000 Yeah, I think he'll play. Think he'll be injured. Okay. Oh no, I mean, he'll be with the team. Sorry. I think he'll be. You I've said I think he, if he's not trained, he'll be with the team. But I don't okay. think he'll play. What do you? What were? What did he's you mean? Miss training camp. He's not going to miss training camp and then show up and then all of a sudden start playing. It's not going to happen. Him yeah. missing training camp sets him up to not play. Yep. Do you? Uh, I got to practice. I got to get my body right. I got to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I got to ramp jump it up. right in. Yes, I'm not going to just jump right in and start playing. Yeah. Did you mean play in the game, or did you mean like be no, with it, just being with the team? Yeah, I think he'll be with. I us. believe he'll be with the team. I do not think he'll play in the game. No. Okay, that's my opinion. Would we even want him to not, play in that game? That's what I'm saying. I don't even. Th- I don't think if he hasn't been there the whole training camp and he hasn't participated like that. There's. I think you got to be thinking that no, he's that. not going to be there. And the injury aspect. What if he pulls a hamstring? That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's going to go from a one first round pick to a zero first round pick offer pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to risk that. All right. Well, this is one, one of the last hardened segments we'll have on the show, maybe, but um, we'll, we'll see. Um, so talk, we talk about preseason. We mentioned in the beginning of the show, tonight's our last preseason game, but there was some kind of fireworks during the last preseason game on Monday. Pat Bev was ejected for jawing at our guy, or Tasia's guy, Ben Simmons, um, after Simmons was talking trash to Sixers rookie Petrusev. Um, this was after Bev already had a little scuffle with Nick Claxton earlier in the game. Nick Claxton and Simmons obviously have history with the Sixers. Simmons, we already know his history in the Claxton with his uh, Embiid escapades last year. Um, so my question to you guys, um, is Beverly one of the most Philly guys we've ever had on the team before? And does his role on the team make someone like a P.J. Tucker more expendable? Because he has also been rumored as part, as part of the deal's with James Harden, if we were to get a deal done with the Clippers as well, I don't think he necessarily makes PJ more expendable. But I mean, you could move PJ and still feel like you have that that element. kind of feel or element that that you thought PJ were giving you. Yes, I do see that. Um, <clears throat> as far as, as far as being a Philly guy, yeah, I mean, be tough, play hard, compete, rugged. Yeah, that's that's Philly. So I mean, you know, there's been guys like that before, but he, he's he's that guy. He gonna mix it up. So, I mean, I think that's expected. I mean, everybody know that's what he brings. Um, I love seeing that. And as much as you know, obviously, I wouldn't say don't pull a trigger on a trade if Tucker's involved. I'd still say go ahead and do it. But it would be fun to see Tucker and, and Beverly on the court at the same time. 
dogging people up on defense. It, it'd be kind of fun. Or at least what they're playing is maybe to have at least one of them on the court almost all times. So you have like that constant just guy on defense just ringing people up mm. uh, and setting the tone, getting a body on someone. You know what I mean? Like that kind of older school type of play. Um, so they say Maury thinks five steps ahead, which is obvious because he's already making deals for guys he doesn't have. Um, <laughs> but that would make sense that he did get Beverly – for that purpose and like okay when push comes to shove if i have to give up tucker in a deal at least we have another guy who can do that kind of stuff right um so yeah i i i love to see it on top of the fact that yes it was with the nets who man we just those two teams just don't get along man yeah yeah and i love that beverly hasn't been on the team for that but he just kind of immediately embraces that like that kind of rivalry we have with, with the nets yeah, you know, he's aware of what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny to hear him talk about it too. He was and he, he was very complimentary of, of Simmons in his game. Um, he just didn't, he's like, and he, he goes, He was jawing with me, and I'm, obviously, I was jawing with him. It's totally cool. You do that. Um, he was jawing, he goes, He wasn't saying much to Tobias while Tobias was giving him work. So, he, <laughs> but then he goes to Petrusev, You want you want to dog our rookie, like, and get on our rookie about that? Like, he's like, That's where I just draw the line. I'm not having that. Like, I'm not. You're not gonna you're not gonna get beat by someone else, not say a word, then all of a sudden attack someone else you got nothing to do with. See, I'm, I'm not doing that. So I I'd loved I loved hearing that. It's good to have enforcers who are there to you know have your guys' backs. Um it's good to have them. I wouldn't necessarily call him enforcer, but I, I get what you're uh, saying. Yeah, okay, that's true. Well I can see and he's not an enforcer, he's not going in enforcing the trouble and causing the issue. He's just kind of responding. Protecting his teammate, but he's not. In this case, yes, but he has been that guy before, though, too. But yeah, in this case, yeah, he, yeah, a defender. I, I wouldn't necessarily. Cook. I, I, I just, I would use a different word. That's just, just, just me. That's just my perspective. Like, a, a, like an instigator. No, not necessarily an instigator. But I'm saying the is like he's not protecting anyone. Like he's not coming in making sure that they don't hit Joe. Like that's not what he. He's just, just a guy that's tough and <laughs> go make he things try. happen. But I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah. Say he's enforcing all kinds of you know, like people know who are like him and Charles Barkley aren't on the same. I don't yeah. look at them the same. No, no, you know no, what I'm no. saying? Like Charles is the enforcer, like Rick Mahorn, them dudes. When I think of enforcer, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, Bill Bill Lambeer. Yeah, dudes is going, okay. Oh, you did this to my dude? Oh, we're gonna get you back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. Tough though, definitely tough. Yes, yes. Now that's that's unquestioned. I actually had an argument with one of my buddies who he was calling um, um, Brooks, Dylan Brooks, tougher than him, right? And I was like, I don't know. I might go ahead and say tougher than who? Beverly. Tougher than who? Oh. Beverly. I was like, I might go ahead and say Beverly, pound for pound, might be one of the toughest guys in the league. Yeah, pound for pound, inch for inch. I don't. I don't know if you can really compare like who's tougher than the other one. I mean, I think they're both tough. Like, I don't, I don't know if like you can just a way of just telling who's tougher than the other. Like, no, there's no scale for that. Well, yeah, you do a celebrity boxing match. Yeah, I don't know how you can scale that. You know, it just comes down to who, probably who you like less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's probably that's probably true. Actually, <laughs> yeah. we should talk to uh, Logan, Logan, and Jake Paul's. Um, uh, company and get get a uh, get a boxing match going between uh, Dylan Brooks and uh, Pat Bev in the offseason next year. 
Oof. Weight classes oh. would not match up for that, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. boxing is a little different, man. Boxing and fighting is different. Yeah, that's you – know, I don't necessarily mean the tougher guy going to win. I mean, we don't know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, okay, so final topic. Last preseason game tonight uh, against the Hawks. Uh, Joel Embiid is going to play uh, and make his preseason debut last uh, preseason game. Uh, what are you guys looking for in the last preseason game? Kind of in general, but maybe more specific to Embiid uh, in this one, since this is his first and only time we'll see him on the preseason basketball court. Um, just the flow of trying to, in that first quarter, establish however you feel like you want to play, your pace, your rhythm, um, how you're going to defend, try to work work out some kinks that you, you really can't get in practice um, with a crowd. So I just, I mean, I expect that first quarter, the first six minutes to look how it's going to look during the season. Um, and then we'll know like how he's going to be used and, it's, and you're not going to show him all your plays and sets, but you'll kind of get a feel for what we expect to see because you want to establish that immediately how he's going to play. Like you want to be able to see how it looks just in case you need to make adjustments or changes. So we'll see. I think, I think it'll be brief, but you'll see a glimpse of it. Um, Yeah. I second everything you say. And then three words don't get hurt. That's my biggest, that's my Why biggest. Why do you say thing. it then? And why you say it then? If you say, you know, let's just want to bring it up. You jinxing them and making it worse. That's only I'm looking forward to not look for anything. I just don't want <laughs> anyone to get injured, especially him. Um, just uh, more about, you know, just being in shape, getting up to speed. It's, um, I want to also ask you uh, about, like, I guess it kind of goes back to what we said about players be kind of being over it at this point, but, like, if you're Embiid, like not playing, was it because a lot of people made uh, emphasis on like you know if Harden doesn't play and then Embiid also doesn't play throughout preseason, it's like it looks kind of shaky. Um, mm-hmm. Is it like a sigh of relief that like Embiid actually is going to play at least one? Does that say you know, as far as like not being affected by the Harden stuff? Do you think like this means anything as far as him being on the same page, or would you have been better question? Would you? Have been, I, I, I I I believe that. Joel was going to play this game regardless. Okay. Uh, I, that's my belief that he was going to play this game. He'd probably rather play the last game instead of the first game or middle game. Let me kind of play and then feel like I've been out there and then carry it over into next week. I mean, because we, we're not playing on what our first game is. What is it Thursday or Wednesday? Thursday, I think. Thursday. Yeah. So we don't, you know, it's, it's two, two days of games before we ever play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's true. You got a chance. To, you you're gonna have to have a chance to, to to play a little bit, and then you you got just under a week to get going. Would you compare this to like the second? Is it the second preseason in football that's like the most starters play the the most? Right, that's the most. Yeah, it used to be a third preseason game when there was four weeks, but yeah, now it's the second. Would you say like this is like the NFL's like second preseason game? Yeah, I mean, but I th- I think there's some some people that see it as the next to last game is sort of the game you ramp it up and then 
pull back the last preseason okay. game. So it's guys really that played like multiple that. games probably doing more like that. I think his situation is different because he hasn't played at all. Exactly. For the same reason that you're saying, like we're not going to let them go out and get injured on this last preseason game that we have them. Yeah. Like, so I think this guy's on the last preseason game is when you pull back and you kind of let reserves play who's probably not going to be playing as much or guys that's trying to make the team play. Um, and even if they don't make the team, let them get seen by someone else. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, you also want at least some actual NBA action with him and the guys he's going to be playing with. So it's like a weird one there. And that's what I'm saying. And I think that's only being done because he hasn't played. I think if he had been yeah. playing, I believe the last game would have been that game. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd be knocked on wood, Tasia, after making those other three words. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, guys. Yeah. Well, hopefully Embiid looks good, and um, yeah, hopefully no injuries. Knock on wood. Um, for anybody, not just Embiid on the squad and any on yeah, the other team as well. Hopefully everyone uh, stays healthy, and yeah, we and hopefully there's a trade this weekend. And hopefully there's a trade this weekend. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that do- that does it for us. Right. We'll see you guys on Tuesday as we begin the uh, the first episode of. Was this so it's gonna are we going to our third season? Our third season, right? Because we started at the end of the yeah, going to our season That's three, right. I believe in 76ers podcast. So all, all right, right, guys. Well, hope you guys have a good weekend. Take it easy, guys. Raw man. See everybody. Right, you too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.